welcome to That Wellness Podcast with Natalie Deering. I am sitting here with a very special person, Gabby Bernstein. Gabby is a number one New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, spiritual leader. She's also the host of her own podcast called Dear Gabby. She is the author of nine books. It's nine books, correct? I am writing my 10th book. Yes, I was so going to say, I was like, parts of me were worried to say nine. <laughs> I was like, it's probably 10 now. It's, it's almost, almost 10. It's almost 10. It's nine. Almost 10. And on the way. And I'm sure you all are familiar with the, the big ones, like the universe has your back, super attractor and your newest book, which is called happy days, the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. And fun fact Gabby is also a level two trained in IFS. Yes, I am. Which is amazing. Which is like my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's actually one of my most life-changing experiences. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's actually how we know each other mm -hmm. is through IFS. You were my first friend in the training. So, okay. I want to share a story yeah. with, with you and with the listeners, okay. if that's okay. Yeah. about that like experience in our level one. Okay. So this is something you don't know. I don't think I've told you this before. Uh, so I would, this was like, I guess a couple months before our level one started, but I was like binge listening to Tammy Sullenberger's podcast, the one inside. And she had you on one of her episodes and I'm like on the highway. It's like one of those flashbulb memories, you know, where you know exactly where you were. As something was happening. So I'm like driving in my car on the highway and I'm listening to this episode where Tammy's interviewing you. And I had been just like soaking in all of Tammy's <laughs> episodes for like two years during the pandemic because it was very soothing to my system. She's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And in that conversation, the two of you started talking about how a level one that was coming up and you were like oh i just got into a level one and then tammy was like oh i'm gonna be p uh pa in a level one but you all couldn't remember what month you were both starting mm -hmm. and i remember driving and being like wouldn't that be funny if like <laughs> if all three of us because i found out that i was in a level one mm -hmm. and i was like wouldn't that just be funny if we all three were in the same training <laughs> and it like went through my mind and then it went away and i kept living my life and then the roster got sent out and they like had all of our names and like what state we were from. And I immediately looked to see if anyone else was there from Kentucky because it's a small group. It was like 30 of us, right? No one else was there from Kentucky. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw your name and I have to admit, I, I was like, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do I know this person? And so then I Googled your name and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's how I know who this person is. And then I was like, oh, wait, what about Tammy? And I scrolled down and Tammy was on there too. And so that was weird. And then on that first day of training, or maybe it was like the second day, but it was that first weekend, mm -hmm. they placed us in our first, what do they call that? A triad? Yeah. yeah. Triad. Yeah. Where it's like three of us as participants in the training with like a program assistant. And it was me, you, and Thomas with Teresa. Yeah. And I look back at that and I was reflecting on this before we logged on together to do this interview. 
And I just felt like so much gratitude. I really felt like it, like the universe did that on purpose Mm -hmm. because I was so nervous. Like I was like physically shaking that day Mm -hmm. when we all had to introduce ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That took took three hours (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get through all of our introductions. Mm -hmm. But it was like when we were in that space together, I felt really safe. Yeah. And, and I remember like you saying something similar to that because then we were all in the home group together too, which was so interesting. Me, you, Thomas and Teresa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to to love him, (laughs) but I felt the same way. I felt the same way. And I felt like I had a lot of imposter parts that show up at those trainings because I'm not a therapist. I have no, don't believe I'll ever be in the therapy. I mean, I'll never work in private practice. And I show up and I'm just sort of like, I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough. You know, all these parts are there. And then to be put into a group with the two of you where you just made me feel so safe and so connected was really, really valuable for me. Um, But it's interesting, you know, going through uh, learning the methods that you want to master and that you want to share can oftentimes bring up a lot of your parts, your imposter parts, right? Because here I was and I'm just like, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not smart enough. And it was all those young parts from being six, you know, in sixth grade when the boy I liked called me stupid. <laughs> mm, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And and so I just I I really feel grateful and, and feel like all of that happened on purpose. Definitely. And and because it's so it, it's just so beautiful now that you know, now I work with Teresa once a month. I work with Tammy once a month. I talk with Thomas and, you know, and then you introduce Christine, you know, to yeah. us and now talk with her. Like, I mean, yeah, just. And Christine and Thomas are my IFS people. <laughs> right. Tammy, I love Tammy too. Yeah. So it's nice yeah. to, it's nice to have people that you have gone through something like that with and, that you can come to, you know, you guys have been there for me when I'm, you know, workshopping this 10th book that's about IFS. And you guys have been a truly integral part of that, just being able to dip into the calls and kind of get your feedback and your, get you to co-sign things. And it's just, it's so valuable to me to have that relationship and that connection. And it's been really an honor and it's been a lot of fun because that's not something that like, I can, I don't know about Thomas and Christine, but I can speak for myself. You know, I'm not writing books. And so it's been really cool to be a witness to how your brain works <laughs> with creating yeah. these things. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not really sure anyone wants to witness how my brain works. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty busy, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's creating these amazing, these amazing pieces of art. Right. And and healing resources for for other people. So, thank you for letting us be a part of that with you cuz <laughs> it's really it's really fun. So, I'd love to know and I'd love for you to share if if you don't mind about what was your journey to IFS? Cuz I I love when I'm interviewing people and I know that they're involved in the world of IFS. I love asking this question of like, do you feel like you found IFS or do you feel like IFS found you? IFS definitely found me. So I have been in IFS therapy with my therapist for 12 years. Uh, But it wasn't until six or so years ago, seven years ago, 
that I actually realized I was doing IFS. <laughs> right. And <laughs> my therapist, I'd be like, okay, check in with your parts. And I was in such a dissociated state up until 36 years old, living with with uh, repressed trauma that I didn't remember. And so I was in such protectors. I was in serious protectors and really living in firefighters, truly. Yeah. Living in very extreme workaholic parts to just try to stay safe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so whenever she'd ask me to check in, I would be like, fuck you. I did not want to (laughs) have anything to do with these parts of me. And I Mm. was so blocked and it was so uncomfortable. And I was just like so performative in therapy and it was just a really rough time. But the model was doing its magic even when I was resisting it. Then when I was 36, around the time that I remembered my childhood trauma, I just dove dove deep, 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 deep into trauma recovery. And one afternoon, I think I was guided to video on YouTube and there was Dick. And then I was guided to, and I was like, oh my God, that's the thing I've been doing with my therapist forever. And then him on Tim Ferriss' show. And I was like, this guy's making it sound so clear to me. And 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 I fell in love with his whole energy. He became like a rock star to me. And then two years ago when I launched Dear Gabby, my webs, my podcast, my first, one of my first five interviews, one of the top five people was Dick. I was like, this is the guy I need to have on the show. Yeah. And um, he had heard me. I'd been talking about IFS. I didn't have any training, but I've been talking about IFS because it, I was just educating myself, reading the books, watching the videos, mm-hmm. obsessed, doing it, of course, in my own therapy. And I was on Russell Brand's podcast. And, yeah. and, and I <clears throat> both have shared recovery. And in the podcast, I started just raving about IFS and I kind of just broke it down for him, like super, super 101, like IFS for dummies. Right. And Pammy actually heard it. I think somebody heard it and she reached out. And she was like, I've never heard it described so simply. And I was like, well, if anyone's going to do that, it's me. And uh, I brought Dick on the show. And right away, there was just such synergy between us. And we became very close friends very quickly. And um, he has just been one of my most cherished friends in my life and someone mm-hmm. who I just love and adore. And I have learned so much from him as a teacher, but also just I've learned so much from him from a power of example because he lives in so much self-energy that you kind of like lose sight of all the pretenses of, oh my God, it's Dick Schwartz or whatever. And in in his fr- in friendship with him, the, the, just it's just I met with so much self. Mm. And for me, it's such a power of example of the self I want to bring into the relationships that I have. And his energy, his self-energy and his self-presence is honest and just like, yeah, like it is and can say anything and can be so vulnerable and truthful. And it's so truth telling. And it's just such a beautiful thing to witness somebody living the practice that they preach. And um, I think that beyond his incredible teaching, I think it's the presence that's what's most inspiring to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I, I'm curious to ask you this question of, like as a therapist myself, because I, I I know that there's other IFS therapists that do this all differently, right? Like your therapist did not mention anything about IFS, right? Like she was she just actually hasn't. I don't believe she's gone through the the training. I don't know for sure. I think she's actually doing a level one soon. I think oh, okay. I, I don't talk to her that much about her own stuff, you know. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, but she practices IFS. Yeah. Okay. So, and she didn't tell me she was doing IFS. Right. And I guess that's what I'm curious about. Right. Cause yeah. I know I like, I've, I've talked to other therapists that have been like, it's kind of like this debate of like, do you introduce to people that you're working yeah. with, you know, like, Hey, I'm an IFS therapist. Here's what IFS is, yeah. you know, cause I, think I it depends on the patient right, right? and the therapist it, in retrospect, I think I would have benefited. First of all, I don't think there's anything, any accidents. So me not knowing was probably beneficial, but but it it, it might have gotten me there a little quicker if I had the 101 of of the explanation. Mm-hmm. That's just because of how how my mind works. I'm I'm you know super into personal growth and development, and I like understanding kind mm-hmm. of the psyche behind it. But um, you know, some folks, it's just being less, being more implicit is better. Right. Just kind of being subtle and using just using the model. So. For me, as a teacher, in the ways that I use the model, I use it in front of audiences of thousands of people and mm-hmm. write about it in a book. And my book is called Self-Help, by the way. I told you that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I, I love it. And it's coming along great. I'm so proud of this book. And thank you for your support. Nevertheless, I, I like to be very explicit about what the model is so that the audience member or the reader can just kind of have some buy-in of like, okay, I kind of get what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. But I'm also asking people to do it in a way that's self-help. I'm not asking them to be in session and I'm not, I'm not in session. So I don't have the time or the space mm-hmm. to just sort of like play around, nor do I want to, because I only want to work with managers in my big settings and I'm not trying to get to exiles and, you know, right. so it's, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, I think the answer is if I had to choose to be explicit or implicit about it, I would be explicit about it. Yeah. And I, I, I feel the same. And I think we share some similar parts that can feel, well, I I don't want to say that because I don't want to speak for your parts, but uh, my parts that I'm reflecting on right now are, I have like some teaching parts. I have mm-hmm. parts that love to share information, you know, mm-hmm. and share resources and and to do it in a self-led way mm-hmm. and having that awareness of, you know, is this beneficial for the person, mm-hmm. you know, not just for me, right? To like yeah. be sharing it in this way. But I do find that I do offer like the people that I'm coming in contact with, like specifically in my private practice work, you know, I'm seeing clients for therapy, I'm using IFS you know, I do find that it can be helpful to have that kind of short little conversation, even just like for two minutes, right? Like that elevator speech of what is IFS, because I do find that like when I have that conversation and offer that, if the person's open to it, I can like see their system, (laughs) like their eyes like are like, and it like clicks. I couldn't agree more. To hear it broken down, right? Of like, oh, we have these protector parts. And oh, yeah, like this is the part of me that has been doing this in this way, which has led to this. And, you know, that it has a positive intention and it had to be there doing that at some point in my life. But now maybe it's becoming maladaptive. Yeah. And that there's something deeper down there that has maybe been pushed down. And yeah, so I just feel like it, I don't know, that's been my experience of it is 
kind of, yeah. I had that experience last weekend. I was speaking at a Hay House conference in front of thousands of people. They're all obviously spiritually inclined, therapeutically inclined. 10% of a room of several thousand people even knew what IFS was. That won't last very long. It's kind of blowing up at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, I was able to witness, I called Dick from the airport to tell him this. I was like, holy <laughs> crap, this is amazing. I taught them this sort of truncated version of the of the IFS interview. And I sh- shared the model with them in, through my interpretation and this sort of self-help way. And I was able to witness this group just move into such adult resourced self energy. Yeah. And my uh, my COO was with me. She's worked with me for a decade, but prior to working with me, she worked for Hay House. So she knows those audiences really intimately. She was like, I have never seen these audiences that resource. Because sometimes, you know, in personal growth, self-help spaces, people can be very needy when they get on the microphone. They're kind of like just, you know, telling you their whole story and kind of, you know, not always conscious of what's happening around. And this group was just, once they got on the mic after we did all the work, they were so, they were such adults, right? Mm, <laughs> and they, yeah. were, they were really in their resourced self. Mm. And I felt it and the whole room shifted. And so yeah. I think telling the story, I think just explaining it slightly is really powerful. Because I feel like, yeah, it like almost, it shifts the perspective, right? Like from a place of like blendedness mm-hmm. to a place of then being able to see like, yeah. oh, and they start, yeah, you can start to like notice and become aware of like, yeah, oh, this is a part and this is a part. And, and that is creating that spaciousness, right? To then be able yeah. to connect with that resource self, you know? And I think also like some people are really turned off by the parts language. Like my husband, you know, we do um, like IFIO intimacy Mm -hmm. from inside out. And and we, we, my therapist, who's like so extraordinary, she's like big in that space. she, She and I are like constantly working on being more implicit, with the language so that we don't trigger his parts, right? Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, not everybody likes to be talking in that jargon. And in the communities, we do it and it's really valuable. And I think that when someone's just like coming in off the street and they're coming for therapy, it's sometimes really valuable to be a translator and demystify the the, the way that we're talking. And that's mm-hmm. where I think that, that kind of breakdown can be helpful. And then even asking the patient, and this is not what I do, because I'm, I'm not in private practice, but I'm just making a suggestion, but like asking the patient, like, you know, would you rather, would you be, would you be comfortable talking about this as parts? Or do you want to just talk about it as like protection mechanisms or, you right. know, yeah, and, and some of that could be really valuable for somebody because like if someone's not therapeutically inclined or open to it, it can be really sometimes jarring. Oh, absolutely. Right. Because again, like we're not taught how to do this. No, at least way. in our, in our culture. It's the opposite of what we're taught to believe. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I I totally feel like, yeah, like when someone is given this way of shifting this perspective, it can feel jarring. It can, I mean, it's triggering parts, right? Yeah. That are like, whoa, <laughs> hold mm-hmm. on a second. We've been running the show because we've had to. Mm-hmm. we've had yeah. to right and so to have that then that shift of like seeing them <laughs> as opposed to just being them 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like that can really activate some parts within us that, again, have had to be that person, have had to, right? right? Yeah. Because maybe it wasn't right. In this work, it's like really hard to unblend from the part because they just think that that part is who they are and that if they Mm -hmm. let it go or even slightly perceived it as a part of them and not who they are, that they would be completely unsafe. Right. So, yeah, I think it's. The more information, the better, I think. But I think, you know, it also may be a case-by-case situation. Right. I agree. And, you know, I I, want to ask you, too, because I know a lot of your work is connecting with, you know, the spiritual energy. And, you know, you talk about manifesting and utilizing spirit and universe. And I'm curious, do you feel like that and IFS has been just a natural, Has have they molded well together? in your work or was there kind of like a, an awkward molding point? You know, I kind of want to answer that question by reading you a passage from a chapter in my new book. Let's see if I can get, let's see if I can actually get to it while we're there. Hold on a second. Okay, here we are. All right. This is Tammy who said this, but um, spirit is in all of it. An IFS therapist friend of mine once said to me, Gabby, I read your book, The Universe Has Your Back, and within the first few paragraphs of the introduction, I thought, she's speaking IFS. This comment came as a surprise to me because when I wrote that book, I didn't even know about IFS. I was writing about my spiritual relationship and connection to my inner guidance system. The core message of the book is transform fear into faith through spiritual connection. Upon reflection, I can see the through line between my intuitive faith and the essence of IFS. I see how the primary tenets of IFS have been very reflective of my own spiritual path. Since my early 20s, I devoted my life to healing the fear-based beliefs from my past through prayer, meditation, and inner spiritual development. Each time I'd notice a fearful thought or pattern, I'd say, thank you, guidance of the highest truth and compassion for helping me transform this fear into love. Through prayer, I would offer up the egoic, critical thoughts of the care, to the care of my inner guidance system a spiritual presence of love and compassion, a higher power of my own understanding, committing to the habit of witnessing my fear without judgment and offering it up to a higher power for healing is for me the essence of IFS. Day after day, I'd invite in a loving presence, self, to enter into my mind and soothe my fearful perceptions of the world. And here's one more paragraph. Self is God. Self is enlightenment. Self is an ever-present energy of love within us and around us. We all have self-energy available to us at all times. As we nurture and develop our connection to self, the more access we have to it. While we're in a body having a human experience, we have a lot of energy, a lot of young belief systems and patterns that have built up over time. And hang on, I wanted to find this one part, pretty much the part that I'm looking for, says that spirituality and IFS are the same. (laughs) Mm. that's so beautiful yeah from my opinion and thank you for letting me share an unedited proof of this (laughs) totally unedited no um thank you for reading that and sharing that and that's so beautiful I just like sat here and closed my eyes and listened as you just read that and it makes so much sense to me yeah as you say it in that way yeah yeah I think that self energy is God. Mm. And it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful way to recognize that 
the spiritual practices that I've lived by or spirit, anyone on a spiritual path is in pursuit of self, whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. And so is the so is the patient that enters into the therapy session. When you say there has to be a better way, or when you say I'm finally ready to go to that 12-step meeting, or I'm finally ready to get into that therapy, that's self-energy leading you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm willing to get on my knees and say a prayer. That's self-energy leading you. I'm going to have the desire to sit down and meditate. That's self-energy leading you. And so the more that we add up those conscious choices to lean into what's possible, the more self we acquire and the more self expands within us and the Mm. more self-led we become. And so while, you know, there's a lot to say about, you know, spiritual bypassing and, you know, that, that spirituality can be a part and all this is true. But at the end of the day, my my spiritual faith is no different than IFS. Mm, yeah, that's for, me. that's for me. Yeah, no, I really resonate with that, and you know, because I find this to be fascinating. I meet so many people that, as I get to know them, not in a therapeutic way, but they, I feel like as humans, it's like we're naturally like this way of looking at ourselves is kind of naturally in there, even mm-hmm. though society doesn't yeah. teach us to do it yeah. like this. Yeah. It's like this innate thing. Yeah. Well, like the body, right? It's like, you know, if if you break your arm, like every cell in your body is going to go right to that place to heal. And we have this innate nature that wants to heal itself. Mm. But we have been so disconnected from that. Right. And, you know, for years I've been a student of A Course in Miracles and so many of the principles, while delivered very differently, are the same. So we have these ego fear-based belief systems that just repurpose and replay. And there's this beautiful line from the Course that the descent from magnitude into littleness. And the Course talks about the moment we forgot to laugh. Mm. So when we that it's all separation and and truly it's separation from self. Right. And you know, Dick would talk, and this is something I need to unpack more when, with him. Is like that we that parts enter in with us. Yes, that we already come in with these parts, but I guess when they're here, they become extreme. Yeah, this is the way I've kind of come to understand that. And again, maybe Dick sees this a different way. This is how my mind conceptualizes it. Because like in psychology, right? Like you learn about like we hit these developmental milestones at different ages. And you see this with, you have a toddler, I have a toddler, (laughs) you know, it's like they hit different age ranges and you start to all, I remember one day out of the blue, like my son just started like saying no to everything or Mm -hmm. asking why, right? you know, or being more, apt to, you know, become emotionally charged if he was frustrated. So I guess the way I look at it is it's like, we're kind of, yeah, like born with these various parts that are there that make us who we are developmentally, but it depends on how our parents or caregivers, our environment, the people around us like respond Mm -hmm. to those parts. Because I remember Dick said something like, it's not, how did he say this? I don't want to butcher it, but I, I might, where I think it was something like, it's not the experience, but it's like how the 
no, that's not right. It was something about like how, how the people, how the people react, how it was handled. Yeah. yeah, How it was handled. Right. Uh, That it's not taking away, like something horrible could happen to us. Right. And then we get wounded by that because we weren't safe. Right. We weren't safe in that moment, but also it's like how the people around us maybe reacted. If we have a parent who's in self and that parent in self tends to the trauma, then we can borrow their self energy. Exactly. We can reprocess in real time and we can shake it out. Exactly. Uh, and particularly young people, right? Right. Uh, but most of us didn't have Natalie as their mom. And that's not a common scenario, although we hope it will be more of. And therefore, parts were not cared for. And so right. these parts that entered in not extreme became burdened and then became extreme. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it would be interesting though to talk, yeah, to hear Dick talk more about that and kind of how he conceptualizes that. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the way I've looked at it, is that we have these parts, they develop, they come out at various or get activated, I guess, at various points in our development. And then depending on how our caregivers and external people react to that, can then I feel like determine to uh, what our system deems as like, okay, not okay, yeah. shameful, right? And then then that's going to activate wounds or, you know, and burden parts. And then they're going to be protect, right? And then it's just kind of like, boop, there it is. Yeah. But that is still a question I want to unpack more with him about, you know, do parts come in and then they just become extreme or they do they become developed as right. time? So it's an, an interesting question. Yeah. One, uh, one question I do want to ask you before we end is about resourcing, specifically with things like, you know, there's like tapping, there's breathing techniques, there's meditations, right? There's grounding tools. There's all these beautiful things that parts of me have gravitated towards like I look back at my first eight years of being a therapist and and I still utilize these things. I want to preface that, that I'm not here like sitting here being like, oh, no one should need those things. We just have our self energy. I'm not going to be the one to ever say that. But I do feel like sometimes that can be a message sometimes in the IFS community of, oh, you don't need those resourcing. It's already there if you're connecting to self, right? Yeah. And and I know like in your book, Happy Days, like you you lay out these beautiful tools that have been there for you. And they've also been there for me. Yoga, meditation, breath work, all those things. And I guess I'm just curious to hear from you. How do you how do you view, I guess, that that kind of collaboration between these skill sets or these tools and accessing self? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that sometimes, so as a, as the therapist, your aim is to be as often in self-energy as you can. And so self-energy is creative. And so creative energy is intuitive. And so you may find yourself in session and say, oh, you know what? I think we need to do a little EMDR right now. Or I'm noticing you're kind of stuck on that thought. Well, let's tap or not, or just stick to IFS. But when you have these tools in your repertoire, it's like you can be in self and just creatively let these tools come through you and use them interchangeably. 
as an individual, I think that that it's not always easy for folks to jump into self. Right. Uh, you know, oftentimes when we're really in extreme you know, trauma or we're coming out of, you know, detox or whatever we're going through, the the talk therapy or even IFS, just sitting down and connecting to parts, if you're not addressing the somatic experience, you can just kind of push somebody beyond their limit. And I see this a lot when I work with addicts. I'm a fellow at a recovery center and I will get in front of people with days sober, days, one day, two days. You know, I, I every month see a group of new people because it's a 21 day program. So they're new every month. And, you know, when I've tried to bring some of the IFS to them, the more I, the more explicit I am, the more they check out. And so it's like the thing that I really need to offer that crowd in that moment is my presence, my self-energy, mm-hmm. my calm, my connectedness by sharing my sober recovery journey with them, connecting mm-hmm. to them, helping them open up to creative possibilities, even the tone of my voice, the way that I sit rather than stand, you know, the way that I use the mic in those rooms. And that's not, that's intuitive. And that's because the more I'm in my head about what I want to teach them, the less I'm in self. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for different individuals, different tools are needed. But for all communication, as the therapist or as the teacher or in whatever form that comes, the more we can align with self, the more we can creatively use and access the tools that we have in addition to the IFS framework. Yeah, I agree. Cause I, you know, I look back at, like I said, the the earlier years of me being a therapist, and this was before I knew anything about IFS. And so parts of me were definitely seeking the healing answer. And so it was parts of me were striving and, and like, oh, let me get trained as a meditation instructor. Let me get trained in yoga. Let me get trained, you know, and I look back at that and that all happened for a reason because yeah. those were all extremely beautiful modalities and, and, and tools that I use today. And I feel like it's, it's having that balance, right. Of what you're saying of these can be resources that can help me get connected with my self energy as a That's resource. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause early on when I first remembered the trauma of my, uh, my childhood trauma, uh, IFS wasn't working for me. It, it wasn't that it wasn't, it was, it was in the background. Right. But what was most available to me was SE and EMDR. And like, I just would have, but at the same time, that's IFS because I would have fleeting moments of self come through in those sessions. Mm-hmm. And then it would help me go deeper with the IFS, the safer and safer I got. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not that it wasn't working. It was always working. It was just easier to, at the time, practice on the somatic work because of my body was so stuck. Yeah. And uh, my nervous system was so shocked. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that uh yeah, I think that that whatever this is this message I got from Deepak, and it's so relevant now. So years ago I said to Deepak, you know. I'm doing this practice and this practice and I'm teaching this thing and I'm always learning and I just want to make sure I'm on the right track. And he said to me, whatever you do to get closer to consciousness. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's the answer here. It's like, yeah. you know, we we all have tools and we all have different ways of getting there and it doesn't matter how you get there. It matters just that you get there. Yeah. And, you know, for those of us who fall in love with IFS, it's like really hard to sort of 
uncouple yourself from it because it's like, this is what I, you know, you want to scream it from the rooftops, but I've always found that attraction, not promotion, you know, and you know, if, if you want what we have, do what we do, as they say in the 12 steps. Right. So it's a nice way to sort of, you know, share this beautiful model. Thank you for yeah sharing that that quote from Deep, Deepak because that's a great just kind of openness right of like yeah whatever helps you get closer to consciousness great <laughs> and you know listen IFS is not void of meditation and prayer and you know it's all right. in there it's, it's all, all in, there. in there it's all and somatic there. experiencing right Absolutely. I mean the first question it's all body based yeah the exactly. the first question is like where do you feel this part you know where do you feel it in your body. body. <laughs> the, the body part. Yeah, exactly. Well, Gabby, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for coming on here and chatting with me about IFS. I feel like we could talk about it for hours and hours and hours and we could get so deep into some of these things. So it's thank you for be with your IFS friends because you can just use the language and talk for parts and you don't have to, uh, you know, kind of sort of explain anything. And so it's mm-hmm. always... I adore you and your presence has been such a great gift in my life. And I'm so happy to have these gorgeous friends who are carrying this message in such a genuine and uh, reputable and authentic way. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I'm really proud, you know, to, I, I know, like you said, it took a lot of courage to, uh, you know, go into a level one and then to go into a level two with, mainly all these therapists, right? And it'd be one of the most triggering things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so to witness I you do that. I'd out of those and I'd be like so beat up, like mentally, <laughs> um, because it would just be in so many parts and so much would come yeah. up. It would give me a lot of practice, like really good practice, personal practice. Right. Well, I'm really proud of you and I've really loved watching you, you know, take this beautiful knowledge of IFS and weave it into your work and you're just able to reach so many people. And I really feel like you are now one of these pioneers in the IFS community of helping open up more doors, right? So that more and more people in the world know about this and right know about, you. Right well, back at you. thank you. So as we wrap up anything, any cool things you got coming up, you want to share with people listening that they could find through gabbybernstein.com yeah uh stick around for the miracles i've got my gabby coaching app coming out in the next few months and and it's you know my miracle membership is turning into an app and very cool it's just my you know my way of democratizing my work and helping more people and making it accessible very very accessible and affordable and you know just it's it's my goal to to help as many people as possible Beautiful. That's great. Yeah. And I'll put all the links to your website and the podcast and all of that on the show notes. So people can find you. All right. Okay. Love you too. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye.